everybody. Uh, welcome to Running Through Hell podcast. This is our very first recording, so apologies if we screw up. No, stop. Don't apologize. That's my brand. <laughs> uh, that's Kate Chalk, and I'm Stephanie Ross, and we're your hosts for Running Through Hell. Um, we both come from backgrounds and in, are interested in true crime and running, so we'll give you a little bit about about that. Uh, Kate, you want to go first? What uh, did you get into first, running or true crime? I would say I always had like a morbid uh, fascination, I guess. So from a young age, I my the first I think fear I ever had was like spontaneous combustion, dying um, because we were watching Unsolved Mysteries, and that haunted my waking hours and my nightmares, I guess. And but I also loved. I couldn't stop watching horror movies and scary things. Like, I loved watching the, like, Silence of the Lambs and everything. And even though I knew I was going to be getting nightmares later on that night, I would watch it anyways. It was like, I just, I couldn't stop it. Um, And that was before I started running. Because before I started running, I really wanted to be a soccer player. And I got cut. I really was like, well, I'll play basketball. I got cut. Uh, Oh, well, I'll do softball. I did every sport under the sun, and I was cut. Same. Uh, <laughs> oh, no coordination, maybe, in both of us combined. So um, as I started, then I got, got obsessed with running. But yeah, before that, it was a fascination with all things, yeah, murder and, and grotesque and all that good stuff. Now yourself, yeah, what came first? Similar background, <laughs> uh, definitely true crime. Uh, I grew up similarly, I was uh, super clumsy, couldn't play sports. Got cut from soccer in high school, and that's why I got into running. Uh, but before that, my mom had studied criminal justice. She eventually got her degree in that. Um, she was always super interested in um, true crime. And, yeah, at a very young age, I stumbled upon one of her books about this, like, truck stop serial killer. Uh, way too young of an age, and fascinated me. But, um, yeah, so I kind of got into that. And then watching, yeah, the same thing, Unsolved Mysteries, Rescue 911. Oh, yeah. Cops all that we didn't have cable so what else are you gonna watch but true crime when you're a kid um yeah and so we just kind of meshed together yeah and again like i feel like my household had a lot of anxiety in general and kind of um put that on me as well and so that's kind of how running became this perfect little outlet for all that fear and anxiety because uh running you just you finally feel like okay i'm in control of my own situation and can just go out and do my own thing and uh yeah i mean ideally that's kind of the, the beauty of running is that you are independent. You get to go out there and do your own thing. But as we all know, there's a lot of assholes in the world who ruin that for us. And that's where our podcast comes along. Um, yeah, telling stories about runners who have uh, been killed. Uh, also, runners who have killed other people. Um, but not just murder. We uh, might branch out into some other subjects, too. Um, there's a lot of weird shit that runners see when we are out running for hours at a time, all day, every day. So Because... <laughs> Yeah, and I do love runners. We find ourselves in weird-ass situations sometimes because it's like, first of all, we are doing a very repetitive, weird... Just running in general is weird. Who wants to go out and run for miles upon miles upon miles doing the same thing? Like, we're wired differently, let's be honest. Um, And I do love that you touched on earlier kind of like a control... I think we definitely have a control issue, an anxiety issue, and I think they kind of as like a symbiotic, intertwined yeah. kind of a thing. And I think that ties into true crime, too, and I always question, 
because I struggle with like me being a true crime fan or content creator like why am I interested in hearing about these horrific stories but it all kind of boils back down to the sense of control the anxiety the like mental control because I feel like the more I know about something the more I feel like I'm in control of it even though it's not really true like the, again I kind of feel like the opposite of fear is education and knowledge so that's yeah, that's why I'm into it, I guess. And I do feel like the same thing with, like, look, let me just say it. I think human nature is to be morbidly fascinated with, like, the death and, like, the gore. It's not like we're going to ever do it, but like I said, the knowledge is power. Mm-hmm. And also, it's so just fascinating. You know, we don't know much about death, and I just, I don't know. Yeah. I also want to just put it out there. Steph is 1 million percent the more schooled, versed up person. Like, she has done, she knows more facts about uh, any cases than I could combine. Um, I, no, I truly am amazed. And I love just listening. To, she knows more about cases than I do. So, she's the smarter of the two. I don't know about that. No, that's true. <laughs> Um, but yeah, a little bit more about running our running backgrounds too, because we want this to be um, a true crime podcast for runners. We don't necessarily have to be a runner, but we're kind of meshing the two because we're both into running and true crime. Right. Both like running true crime podcasts. It's kind of like, hey, let's put this together because, again, there's a lot of cases out there that involve runners and running. Um, but yeah, so, so back to kind of like a little bit of our background. Um, Similar backgrounds again. We both got into running because we couldn't play other sports. Um, both got super into running because right. we couldn't play other sports. So again, it was like this overcompensating for me. I can't speak for you, but yeah. for me it was because like everybody told me, "Hey, you can't. You know, you're you suck at this, suck at that." But I was like, "All right." Gonna... You literally suck at everything except for one thing. You turn left around the track, and I'm like, "All right, I'm gonna pour my OCD into uh-huh. this then, and then just go completely the other direction of me and cash potato to like." 60 miles a week in like a year. And Did we year. overcorrect a bit? Possibly. <laughs> and then. Exactly. Yeah, and then it kind of backfired, but that's what happens in life. So. Hey, you know what? Life is just a learning curve and trial by fire, right? Yeah, for sure. But at the end of the day, uh, now that we're older and wiser, I think we both um, still love running. We love people that we meet running. Um, you know, we may not be as fast as we once were, but. We're also happier than we once were. <laughs> I love what I, I actually fucking love that. We're at least happier. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, yeah, it's, I think everyone kind of has to go through that in their own running. You, because I think it breeds a lot of obsessiveness and you then go overcorrect, you undercorrect, and it's kind of just fine tuning your own needle. Um, and also, I think it's important to bring up, like, and what your body is physically capable of, yeah. because sometimes, a, Every body is different, and one body can handle X amount of mileage, another one can't. So just find, do in your own thing and find in your own step point, I think. It's easier said than done. Oh, look who I'm literally the, no, I'm like, do as I say, not as I do. Still learning, but we're not dead yet. So life is just a continual, and that's where I'll bring it right back to death. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) It's a continual learning curve. And I think what also is important and fun is just having these very open and frank conversations because that's something that kind of bugs me is... People don't talk about it. Thank you. They either don't talk about it or you know that they're sugarcoating it or not. Mm -hmm. I am fully transparent about my train wrecks and my rock bottoms. And I think there needs to be... So we're also going to step into that role too. Yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. 
Because I think it's important. Knowledge in all realms yeah. is important. Sometimes I think I overshare when I'm running with people, but hey, that's what a podcast is for. I want to bring it up. There's something I guarantee you, nothing will bring two people or a team closer than running together. Oh. You word vomit, and it's just like it's a real... Yeah, you make or break friends. <laughs> For me, anyway. No, no, hey, you know what? And I'm going to put it out there. Steph is my best friend. And so you get a, an incredible amount of closeness. Yeah, we've, both through, we've been through so much shit. See, right. the thing is, people, people I run with, and I tell them certain stories, and they're just not ready to hear them. So, so they haven't been in the part of the journey by themselves yet. But right. I guess Kate and I have both been through a lot of shit. <laughs> we just meshed through it. So Literal and metaphorical. Yeah. No. <laughs> yeah, that's a topic for another Right, day. exactly. No, we're not going into that. We won't. Um, but yeah, I, I, I just wanted to bring up, some people can't handle, they can't handle the stories. And I think, you know, I think it comes with running, it comes with CSI, and it comes with anything. You know what? If you're if you're not ready, then... Then maybe this isn't the podcast right. for you. <laughs> but I think if you are ready, you're going to have a good fucking time, because yes. I have no self-esteem, so I'm not bragging, but we are funny individuals. <laughs> That's how you become funny, is through... Trauma! Um, low self-esteem and trauma! So. <laughs> so. We have a plenty of that. Yeah. So strap in, strap on those running shoes, and I'm not going to say a specific brand, brand, because if you do, you can sponsor us, but whatever that brand is down the future, put on your running shoes, put on your crime scene interest cap, and let's get let's into get it. Let's get into it, yeah. So for our first topic, so let me back this up, um, I was researching different uh, cases, because I was like, well, there, are there enough cases involved running and murder or crime, and you know, first Wikipedia gives me this list of eight people who've been murdered while they're running. Um, but quickly learned that those are not the only eight. Um, Sadly. Yeah, so thanks to Let'sRun.com, which is, we have a love-hate relationship with that website, but. Um, <laughs> the message board. The message board. Drag, like, well, very quickly. I have nothing yeah. against, I do want to say, Let's Run is great as far as, like, the amount of articles you can get. Um, Information you can find quickly. I met my husband through there, but the many story good things. from another time. Move over, meet, wait, what, Cupid, what, yeah. Meet Cupid. This was like before, we were all the same time, Match.com and all There we go, sorry, I was like blanking. Yeah. Um, so you tell people you met on the internet and they think, oh yeah, like all these dating sites, I'm like, no, we met on Let's Run. Um, people are like, what is that? Or they're like, really? <laughs> well, I think I'm more surprised, no, I'm not going to say that. But yeah, I have not been on the message board circa 18 years, and my no, breaking point was because... Uh, I'll say it. So I was 18 at the time, and you're running in the bun huggers, and I ran my PR, and there was a whole thread. Mm. Thankfully, I want to say, we hope they took it down. But they're like, oh, she's clearly doping. And then there was a whole thread of people trying to There's point out my, they're like, she has a, a penis through her. And, and I was like, as, as an 18-year-old girl, I yeah. was like, no, I can't even get a date. And people are saying I oh, look like man. I'm. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Be nice on the internet. Yeah, I mean, let's try to come not to expect it anymore. But <laughs> right, I just yeah, it's pretty rough there. Um, yeah, the articles are great, but I will say, you, if you want to find information, um, it's pretty good because I mean, again, there's just so many runners on there. Yeah, I mean, some people are terrible, but that's the internet. Um, so that's kind of where I found this actual story because I, I did I kind of probe for some some stories that people knew of or even perhaps things they've been through themselves. And uh, one of the cases that came up that stuck out to me was the murder of this girl named Wendy Karina Martinez. Okay. So this was in 2018. Okay. So pretty recent. Um, yeah, so it was Washington, D.C. And so here's just kind of a quick summary of the incident. So just before 8 p.m. on September 18, 2018, 
35-year-old Wendy Karina Martinez was out for run, trained to qualify for Boston. Oh, so God. She'd run okay. marathons before, uh, but she was trying to get the qualifying time to then run the Boston Marathon. It's like a huge goal of hers. Um, and so... Did you say how old she is? Sorry, I didn't she's, Yeah, she's 35. Okay, cool. My age, um, full disclosure. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, very relatable. Um, so, it's Washington, D.C., super, like, upscale area okay. um, called Logan Circle. Okay. So, she's, like, really close to her apartment. Um, and she was just, like, randomly stabbed by a stranger at an intersection. No! Yeah. Wait, so, like, she's waiting at the crosswalk? Yeah. Oh, my. Yeah, she's at a stoplight. Which we all yeah. hate. I hate them anyways yeah. because... Yeah. Don't you feel vulnerable when you're there? Can yeah. I... Not to get all into another tangent, but for those that don't know, I was hit by a car and, like, almost lost my leg and I was told I was never going to walk or run again. I, I'm not trying to... But for two years, and even now, I have, like, a fear of intersections. Like, I will go, like, for a long time, I was, like, a quarter or a half mile loop where I knew I was not going to be around cars and stuff. Yeah, my anxiety around just stoplights in general, now you have to be not afraid of just cars just being stabbed at a fucking crosswalk? Sorry. What is the world? Literally, what is the world? Yeah, I know. Okay, I don't... It is very vulnerable. I mean... Right. It is very vulnerable. Another incident that happened to me at a crosswalk. Um, I was actually on a bike, but I think I was following my sister. My sister also runs. Okay. So I was maybe injured at the time riding my bike uh, along with her. And I was stopped at a crosswalk in my hometown in Texas, and I got shot with some sort of BB gun. Oh, wait. I've, okay, I forgot in about the head. Yeah, go. yeah. In the head? In the head. I mean, it must have, I don't know if it was a real BB gun. It, it was something, I mean, it hit pretty hard, but like, had it been a stronger bullet, I mean, it would have hit my right. temple and been, yeah. Or your eye. Yeah. Can I say also, BB guns hurt like a motherfucker. Yeah. I've never been shot with a real bullet, thank God. Yeah. But, like, so, not funny haha story, but um, I lived, I grew up in NorCal, but so in Citrus Heights. And, like, Citrus Heights is kind of like, it, yo, it's a sketch kind of an area. So I was out for a run one day around, like, 6 p.m. All of a sudden, bang, bang. I thought I did get, I got shot with a bullet, uh, BB gun. I didn't, but I, I like, co- Got it from the back. I'm like, what the fuck? And I turned left, and there were these guys in a, like, a, a truck, a Jeep. I was, like, a Jeep or something. And they kept trying to shoot at me. So then I was kind of, like, trying to dodge. They only hit me once. But, like, that shit hurts. Yeah. It's scary. I mean, it's just it, scary. It's just, like, there's your, and then you think, like, uh, should I get, you know, you, in hindsight, you should, like, do I get their license plate? Do I this, this? But at the moment, you're just so much in shock. Like, who would do this? Right. Yeah, so, it's the shock of it. So crazy. Yeah. And so, yeah, just imagine you getting randomly stabbed by a stranger. Okay. I think this is a safe space because we're, like, morbid. So when I ask this question, I'm not a freak. But does it have any details as far as, like, was it quick? Like, did she? No, we'll get to that. Oh, good. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah. Um, God. So, yeah. No, she was uh, she had multiple stab wounds. <gasps> Mm, uh, we'll get more into that a little bit later. Um, yeah. Again, trying to just brief fish summary here. Um, so she was stabbed multiple times, and then she kind of stumbled in this close by Chinese restaurant, and you know was asking for help. And some people like ran out of there. There's actually surveillance video of this. What? Yeah, some people just freaked out because I saw this bloody girl coming in. And, okay. Because you, know, you never know how you're. You gonna d- react. That's true. Yeah. But other people, other people like were trying to help. Help. Her. Yeah. yeah. And calling the police, obviously, calling ambulances and all that. Um, oh so God. she eventually was taken to the hospital, okay. um, but she later succumbed to her wounds. Um, this is, like, super oh. shocking because the area, again, like I mentioned, um, it's called Logan Circle. Okay. And it's like a super trendy. I'm not familiar with Yeah. Yeah, oh. not either, but just a little bit of research. Like yeah. Like, scale neighborhood. Um, lots of people, like, run there. Yeah. Oh, like shit. A, yeah, like, not considered a dangerous area at all. Yeah, just totally random. So, takeaway, nowhere is safe. Nowhere is safe. Well, and the thing... Sucks. 
fucking bullshit. Yeah, no, it's fucking bullshit. Yeah. We're allowed to cuss on this oh, podcast, yeah. no, so we are, will be. Uh, you can earmuff yourself if you need to. Yeah. Um, that's... I was going to say, that, that's just so fucked up on so many levels. Now, I'm sure you had this information. Was this just like a random... Were they just waiting at a fucking crossroad? Like, I'm, I'm just like putting myself into like... There's also a lot of like don't really know like there's not they, a lot of information on the perpetrator they didn't find them they no, they found them within 48 okay. hours which yeah i'll get to but okay again like not too much background info on the guy yeah like it just yeah i'm trying to put my mind and again it's good that i guess i can't put my mind on what kind of human being is just like first of all walking around with i don't know whatever kind of knife that was and there's like waiting at a crosswalk and like you know what i'm gonna do today i'm gonna fucking stab this runner next to me like yeah what's the a to b what to is, c there yeah yeah, I think I that's honestly what... I'm glad that we don't know understand that. Exactly. Yeah. I once had someone say to me, they're like, the easiest test to know if you're a psychopath or whatever is if you're afraid you're a psychopath. You know what I mean? It's like, mm-hmm. then you're not because you would never... It doesn't even... That thought doesn't even occur to you. Yeah. But the fact that on the one human can do that to another is insane. It literally is insane. And... And it's kind of also like, and you can't spiral out because I think this does tie into being obsessed with, you know, CSI and all of these cases and things. It's like, you think about it, but also you have to put a cap on it because then you'd never fucking leave your house. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, here's added to the list of shit that I, (laughs) now I'm not even stopping at a light. I'm worried about getting hit by crawling, coming traffic and stabbed from a person that I didn't even see. Like, yeah. And it's crazy that I think, you know, it's like the older I get, the more, the more worried I get. Well, the list keeps growing because <laughs> yeah. you hear more shit like yeah. this. Yeah, I look back on, you know, running in high school and I was oh. like, I always got like pissed because my mom would want to follow me in her truck when I was running out the country on long runs by myself. And I was like, mom, yeah. come on, you're protective. And now I'm like, I don't go anywhere without my phone. Usually yeah. if I'm by myself, I'm with my dogs. Like, yeah, I was like. Mom was right. <laughs> well, because for our era, like, we're the same age, 35, 36. Mm-hmm. Growing up, when I was, like, 18, there were no smartphones, their phones. Like, yeah. we we're out there. I was running with this, my time We had time like a family cell phone. My dad wanted me to carry it. I'm like, no, Dad. Well, no, because it was probably this yeah, big. Or like, a flip phone. Yeah. But I, this is, well, I don't care. I'm neurotic, so I'm opening I'm opening this up. I was supposed to be on my break from running, and I am OC. Like, bitch, I can't take a break. So, like, I would get up. At three in the morning, and I would run around the block. And I look back at like shit that I did. I'm like, I'm lucky I was not a victim there. Yeah. Like, or, and I would even not even be running in safe areas. But like you said, when you're young and naive, you're just like, oh, whatever. Yeah. N- no. And we also like, I don't want to like blame. That's sort of thing. like the, the tricky thing with like true crime and running. It's like I don't want to blame the victim either because I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna run. Oh, like I know that we've. I mean, I've been through a lot of shit, including yeah. the. 2013 Boston Marathon bombing, but yeah, like none of that shit's gonna stop me from running. I just, it is nice to be more aware, I guess. Well, I think what you're bringing up now, that is a really good point as far as like power, because you can't let fucking the monsters of society give have so much power over your life that you're never gonna do anything. Because if you were to do, you'd never leave, you would never leave the house. And it's like this is a disgusting way, but maybe this is like a radical acceptance approach that I've had to it. I'm like. If that's my time, yeah, well, like, yeah. I'm not, you know what I mean? But it's like, I'm going to live my life. I'm yeah. going to, of course, be safe within reason. Like, I'm not going to be running at three in the morning anymore. Right. But I'm just, but even if I was, I should be able to. Um, I'm going to live my life, but this is just horrible. People are monsters. Yeah, I mean, there are, and yeah, I mean, we want to share this girl's story because 
she was an important person and that's something that I you know when I reiterate like this isn't I don't want to like make it seem like people are in danger all the time because there are plenty of runners that run every day right don't get hurt you know we're just doing this one case here and we're just morbidly fascinated with these cases and I right. think it's fun talking right not fun we, yeah way. yeah but it's 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 interesting um nothing else um so a little bit of background yeah. story on the victim again her name was Wendy Karina Martinez she was okay. 35 she was born uh to Juan Carlos and Cor Martinez in Managua Nicaragua oh wow yeah so, yeah so she came from Nicaragua and then they moved to West Palm Beach Florida when she was five years old um, she always loved the beach, she loved traveling, sports, um, she's proud of her Latina roots and very wow. close to her family, everybody knew her as like, reliable, a great student, member of her church, she was in the honor roll, received a presidential award in high school, um, she was also a cheerleader, competitive swimmer, president of her class. So, so she did have coordination in addition oh, yeah. to running. Yeah. She was better than all of us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she, I mean, she just sounded like a like, great person. Um, and yeah, when she was 23, she received a scholarship uh, from the Congressional Hispanic Leadership Institute, and that brought her to Washington, D.C. Yeah. So she ended up uh, working at Nicaraguan Embassy in D.C., where she earned her master's in Latin American what? Studies at Georgetown University, their prestigious school of foreign service. What a badass boss yeah, babe! So Literally. A badass. Yeah, and so, yeah, so she was um, working in international affairs, and then... Um, Eventually decided she wanted to try uh, working in a technology startup. So she started working okay. with this company called Fiscal Note, and that's where she was. Um, eventually became the chief of staff. Um, that's where she was working when she was um, unfortunately killed. Um, so outside of work, she also liked attending concerts. She liked brunch with friends, cooking, dancing, and running. So just your typical. Right. Yeah, very Overachieving. Similar. I mean, like, she's better than typical. Let's be honest. She's doing more in a day than fucking most of us. I mean, very us. similar to, like, interests that like, right. you know, I have and my friends have. You Same. Know, it seems like somebody that, yeah, like, that's a scary thing. It feels like it's somebody that I could know. Like, if I would have lived in that area, like, and in that running community, I probably would have known her. I mean, yeah. It's a scary thing. Um, so in 2015, sorry, um, she met and fell in love with a guy named Daniel, um, I think it's pronounced Tink. Hinka PA, okay, I, I believe, um, and he also liked you know volunteering, charity work, that sort of thing. And he met her through running, so he was training for his first half marathon. And I guess like a coworker knew Wendy and like got them together. So Honestly, she, can I just not? Yeah, yeah, you guys, I do feel genuine. Like yo, I don't do the apps. It's nothing against her ever, but like yeah. I tried for a while. Is it? The way to meet people is honestly either through running oh, yeah. or like a sh- any hobby. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sure. but uh, running is superior. I would oh, say. Yeah. Because like I think we were talking about this earlier. Like runners, we just be di- built different. And I have nothing against <laughs> dating a non-runner, but I think they couldn't, they, they wouldn't want to be with me because they're right. like, what the fuck? Like y- you're because weird. Running is such like a lifestyle that yeah, yeah, you have to have that shared lifestyle for it. <laughs> so that's kind of what they bonded on. Yeah. So she. Yeah. Um, so he was kind of quoted as saying, yeah, she gave me some advice and printed a copy of her tips, wrote a couple of extra notes, and then she ran the race, the half marathon with them. Aww. Yeah. And then they, um, eventually like, you know, three years later, they did the, uh, San Diego rock and roll marathon together. Okay. That was his first marathon. Okay. Um, you know, she helped him train. Um, she popped his marathon oh, cherry. Yeah, but of course she also did her own race and she, she beat his ass. Oh, yeah, she beat Fuck his yeah. Ass. yeah. I'm she, all for a fast <laughs> Bitch. I had to get the times. I had to get the times. You know, she ran 401.04. Okay, what'd he run? 530.28. Oh, damn! So, hour and a half. She's sitting, you know. Chilling, sipping on her. Dry clothes on. Okay. But it's fine. 
Yeah. <laughs> I love my Lou. But it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah, she's a pretty, you know, pretty good runner. And like I said, she, you know, she ran that. I don't know if that was her PR or not. Yeah. I couldn't find too many results for her. But, um, you know, it's pretty close. I mean, like, what, like I think the Boston qualifier for I was gonna say, yeah. 35-year-olds is probably like 340. Don't quote me on that. Okay, but, yeah. So, yeah, she, you know, that was realistic for her to then train for a marathon that would qualify for her Boston, which is what she ended up doing, you know, the time she was for her. She's trying to train for a marathon that would get her that qualifying time. Um, before she never came. Yeah. So, and then, um, so back to the relationship, Daniel and Wendy, they got engaged actually on September 12th, 2018. Okay. And if you backtrack to the date she died, that was September 18th. No. Yeah. So six days before her murder, she got engaged. Literally so fucked up. And within that six day time period, um, she was so excited that she went shopping for wedding dresses with her mom. Got two wedding dresses because they're gonna have two separate ceremonies. One in Columbia, where Daniel's yeah. from, and one in the states. So yeah, she actually had her wedding dresses. Don't murder people because they need to qualify for bond. No, I'm that yeah, is a joke. Yeah. But like, that's so fucked yeah, up. Yeah, get married and yeah, like have lives, fucking life, and this asshole had to. And also, like, you look at what she was doing with her life. She was helping so mm-hmm. many people. She was, you know, for the Latin right. community for oh, on so many yeah. different levels. Yeah. Yeah, it's shitty. Shitty as hell. That's fucked up. Yeah. Oh. So, yeah, give you a little bit of background on her. Yeah. And, I, and again, like, I don't want to highlight the murderer. Yeah, they don't fucking yeah. waste the space. But I'm a little... But I will say his yeah. name is Anthony Crawford. He is 23. Fuck you. Not a lot of info on him other than, like, records show he struggled with mental illness and drug abuse. No, I guess okay. I don't want to like, go into the mental illness thing, but that is important. Like, untreated mental right. illness can turn into violence. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's about it. Like he yeah, struggled with mental health issues and had known drug abuse. Um, so back to the crime details. Um, if you're ready. Yeah, ready, okay. baby. So, um, and at first I didn't catch him. Like Anthony Crawford, they didn't, it was like a 48 hour period where they didn't know. I'm kind of surprised they actually caught him because yeah. of the people driving by. But I mean, luckily it was, you know, populated area in okay. DC, so they had, you know, CCTV everywhere, surveillance cameras. So they actually had them on surveillance. They're like, has anybody seen this guy? They had you know, this guy, they're walking and stuff. Usually you can tell by like their, kind of their gait. Like even if you can't yeah. see their face, people can recognize. Carry themselves. Walking gaits and that yeah. sort of thing. So actually some of the acquaintances recognized him. Hell yeah. And that's how he got, he got caught. Um, so yeah, he was caught on Sprint's camera. And actually one, one of the cameras was at a uh, grocery store called Giant Grocery Store. Okay. And that is where he randomly stole this kitchen knife that had a five and a Five and a half inch blade. Oh my god. Yeah, and this is, and then again, like, it sounds like he stole the knife before he even found his victim. Right, so you can tell this is the person, like, he knew what he was, he's like, I'm yeah. gonna murder someone, I murder just haven't my pick yet. Yeah, and it's, like, that was, like, why it was, like, so random, and even later, like, I think he said he thought it was a kid, because she was pretty small, she's, like, five Was Oh, she's a runner. Yeah. Oh, and short, five yeah. Five and, like, under 100 pounds, yeah, it was pretty small. Um, so yeah, he stole this knife. So like that makes it better. He's like, oh, sorry. I didn't know she was a 35 year old. I was not always knifing a kid. Doesn't make it better. No, I think when he got caught, he said something like, oh, is this about the kid I stabbed? Or something, something like that. It was, I mean, don't quote me on that, but. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even realize like, it was, that's, that's what makes it like so much more heinous. It's like, because it was so random. Yeah. And because like, he didn't even fucking pay attention. It's like he almost wanted it to be. That, yeah. It was just like. I'm just going to kill somebody. And Which, because that boils it down to, like, it's so belittling. It's like, to him, he's yeah. like, doesn't even care. Right. It's like smashing a fly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's so shitty. 
So yeah, so he stole that knife, and then he yeah he found uh, Wendy about twenty minutes later, waiting at the stoplight across the intersection of Eleventh and P Street. If anybody okay. knows where that's at. Um, where yeah, he attacked her, stabbed her seven times. Seven. Twice in the head, once in the face, three times in the neck, and once in the back. What the actual fuck? Yeah, yeah. And then she, uh, and I guess I you know I don't know what happened to him. He ran off or whatever the hell, and then. So Wendy stumbled into this nearby Chinese restaurant where she asked for help. Several customers tried to help. Um, luckily, there was a nurse there. Oh. And she actually attempted to provide medical aid and yeah. her carbon sweater and try yeah. to stop the blood, apply pressure on her wounds, all that. And then she was then quickly taken to the MedStar Washington Hospital Center where she was pronounced dead at 8.23 p.m. Oh, my God. So, yeah, did not. The shit about that that is also so fucked up, It's and I'm not saying I'm just going to preface this if this was me. That was a long time of suffering. I'm not saying, like, if that was going to happen, I would want, give me a kill shot. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to suffer. I'm not, but then, I mean, I, of course, I would ideally like to live. It's, but yeah. it's like, if you know the ending is going to be like, how many? It's but, hard to know the ending, though, because, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes people survive right. knife wounds more than if you get shot. But yeah, it's, it's a shitty way to go no matter oh. what. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so more. Gory details on that. The yeah. autopsy. Um, so she, uh, so she suffered stab wounds to both sides of her neck, uh, sliced her jugular vein and car- carotid artery. So that's kind of what um, did her in. I'm curious. I don't know. Hey, if you're a forensic person or a doctor, the fact that she was running maybe did that make it worse? Do you think? Because you're already your blood is pumping. Like, do you think that made her lose more blood yeah. faster? Or it didn't matter. But I guess you're right. If you're in any situation, where you're probably getting murdered. You're probably hyped up, yeah. so you're probably your heart rate. Either way, is going to yeah. be high. That's. I mean, that is an interesting thought, though. Yeah. But I think at that point, if you're stabbed so point, much, yeah, yeah it's like kind of a moot point. Jugular. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of a kill. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, so backtracking a little bit, yeah. Um, back to her fiance, um, Daniel. So he got home from work about seven thirty, and okay. she was still there at their house or apartment. Uh, I guess it was apartment. The two were together, yeah, just three minutes before she left to go on a quick run. So yeah, he got home from work seven thirty, and then she's like, "Oh, I'm gonna go on a run yeah. before eight o'clock. Yeah, pick up dinner on the way home." So he was, you know, kind of waiting for her to get back. Um, and then she wasn't back. Um. You know, by 9 p.m. Oh, so, God. yeah. And so Daniel thought, she, you know, she's got to be close, right? Like, right. Whatever. It's an hour. It's running. It's usually the general time people come back. Exactly. You know, a normal, easy run or whatever. You come back after an hour. Um, yeah. So she wasn't really back yet. So he just like, oh, okay, I'll go shower, sit on the couch and wait. He's starting to get anxious. And, right. Uh, he texted her at 9 30. She didn't reply. Um, he said that was strange. Like, normally she'd reply. Um, wasn't answering his calls. Uh, he used the Find My Friends app to locate her. Yeah. Um, the app said she was two blocks away, and he thought, okay, well, maybe she's not responding because her hands are full of groceries. Yeah. She's going to pick up the pork chops for dinner on the way home. Quick question. Was Sorry, maybe you'll get to it. Maybe. I was curious. I'm like, is the, did she drop the phone when she got stabbed or the phone with her at the hospital? So when it says two blocks away, is that maybe where, where she dropped her phone on the corner? Is that... So, okay, sorry. Yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, so then there was at nine forty one. He texted her again. Yeah. Amor, which is means oh, love. So, yeah. yeah. No response. Um, so yeah, he find my friends again. Showed her in the same location as before. Oh God. In the middle of the street, and he says, "I think that's when I knew something was wrong." Yeah. 
Yeah. I think that's what's so heartbreaking is it's like when, because I am a hyper anxious person too, and it's kind of like if you 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 know what I mean. You're anticipating like time's going by, and then I immediately go to the worst. I'm like, oh, this is the end of it. And but then you try to like, and usually it's not the worst. And then it's not the worst. So in your brain, you're like. Oh no, you're overreacting. But then, then when there's that moment where you're like, no, this is you like no. Yeah, I can't imagine it. No, I, I don't want to. No. Oh god. No. So, okay, continue. I'm sorry, I hijacked it. No, you're good. No. <laughs> um. <sighs> so so yeah, like I said, um, the acquaintances recognized him from surveillance, recognized the perpetrator from surveillance. Yeah. Footage and and he was arrested like the day after it happened. So again, there was that like forty eight period of time where they forty eight hour period of time where they couldn't find him, but then they they found him charged with first degree murder. Yeah. Um, also, at the time that he got arrested, he had a laceration on his hand and cocaine in his system. Oh, great. So yeah. So then, but <laughs> I was gonna say, look, I, I live in Los no, no, it doesn't matter in the Los Angeles. I've known plenty of people that do cocaine and drugs and they don't murder people. Like, they don't have, they don't have to go together. I was going to make a thing of just being like, you know what? You can do drugs, but just don't harm anyone. That's just... Same with mental illness. Oh, I am yep. mentally ill. Yeah. I've got... <laughs> but yeah. I don't... I always say yeah. this. I'm like, I'm a harm only to myself, not of anyone else. Like, that's what's so fucking sad. And it's just like, here she's living her life and just... Well, there's... Yeah, I mean, people getting... Not getting their mental illness, illness yeah. treated properly, they then turn to drugs to treat it, and then right. know, it just becomes a perfect storm in some cases. Like right, and then, you know, we could go on forever about mental health care in this yeah. country is yeah. fucked up. Um, but I also wanted to shout out the acquaintances that turned him in. Good on them, because yeah. you do hear those stories where it's like, even the parents knew, and they're like, oh, it's just... Boys will be, bo- you know. Yeah. If you know someone murdered someone, turn them the fuck over. Yeah, like the only information I found on his parents is that they said that he, they basically said, oh yeah, schizophrenia and bipolar. That's so we know are. that, but we're just so not they, gonna get him help. Right. So they knew it, but they didn't. Yeah, they didn't get him help. That's just. <sighs> Sorry, not. I'm not gonna go off on a tangent, but like mental health is close to my whatever. It's close to getting on a soapbox as I will, because I've known parents that like. Their kid is very mentally ill, but they're, like, so afraid of just admitting it. that They're like, oh, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. And then it's like, uh, no, your child actually... And then shit like this happens. Right. Yeah. Yeah. There's no shame in mental health. There is shame in not taking care of it. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, back to... Yeah. I mean, that that subject. So, yeah, they were obviously questioning his mental illness. Like, his um, defense attorney was bringing that up, that sort of thing. Um, so at first he was actually found unfit to stand trial, uh, but then a judge was like, no, let's give him another evaluation. So that psychologist then evaluated him and said he was psychotic, yeah. but he was actually on two medications that were supposedly working. Oh, interesting. Do they yeah. say what it is, just out of curiosity? No, I didn't. Okay. Yeah. So he said he was on meds. So again, it's like this. But also mixing meds with cocaine. Right. You know what I mean? Like, are we, yeah. yeah. Undo- I don't know. sometimes there's side effects of meds. So again, like, right. yeah, who knows? You go down this like, whole rabbit hole of like, why did this guy do this? Right, and like, he's, he's clearly self-medicating, like you said. Everybody wants to know, like, why did you do this? And sometimes we just don't know the answer. I mean, they don't even know the answer. Circumstances, but again, yeah. there's plenty of other people that have schizophrenia and bipolar and are medicated, and not, not to be a proponent of drugs, but not do drugs, and don't go randomly murder or stab people. Right. So it's, yeah, just this unique combination of evil. I yeah, don't know. yeah. It's crazy, so. Fuck. So then after that, uh, when he was found competent to stand trial in June of 2019, uh, he actually decided to, 
forego the mental illness defense and just do a plea deal where he pled guilty, admitted the crime as part of the plea deal. Okay. Um, so, and again, part of the plea deal, it was kind of like her family was kind of the same boat. They really didn't want to go through like this huge trial right. and everything. And originally like, the brother wanted him to have 35 years, one for each year of her life. Yeah. Um, but what they ended up with was, uh, he sentenced to 30 years in prison mm-hmm. with five years under like supervised, um, probation. You know, yeah. So... I hope he fucking actually had to serve all the years, though. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they let people I mean, out that's early. June 19th. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's fresh. Um, I'm that's hoping, true. Hoping not, but... Yeah. Um, he, so he did say he wanted... This is a quote. I want to yeah. apologize to my family for my poor decision. I want to apologize to the Martinez family for my poor decision. I don't know what else to say about my mental health. That's kind of all he said. Um, this one... That's not taking any accountability, because he didn't even say... Well, I mean, I guess he said sorry, but also, like... He's kind of just using yeah. an excuse. Yeah. I mean, I you always know. wonder, yeah, what these, you know, these people are, are their apologies genuine or not? Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. Or is that just what his, like, attorney told him to say? Right. Yeah. Who <laughs> typed this up? Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was actually five days before the first anniversary of the crime that he was sentenced to the 30 years in prison. Yeah. So, this is all, again, like, within that first, first year. And amazingly, like I said, the uh, family didn't want to go through a trial, and um, it seems like, you know, like I said, Wendy was like heavily involved in church, that sort of thing, and yeah. so was her family, so like forgiveness was a big thing for them, and like both uh, Wendy's mom and her fiancé ended up like saying things towards like forgiving him for doing it, which... I always have so much respect. Yeah. <laughs> For people that can do that, because I, I, there's a person in my life too that is able to kind of just be like, you know what, I'm taking forgiveness, and like I try to get better at that. But I'll be, I'll, I'll be straight up, if someone murdered my brother or my sister, I don't think I could. I don't know if I could take the high road. I think I would literally. I don't ever want to do it in such a short. <sighs> yeah, I mean, I have bigger people than I am because again, it's like within a year. Of right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so um, her fiancé, Daniel, yeah, what this was... is a quote. He says, I do not wish for anything bad for you. I hope you will begin a path of peace and redemption. What you did is horrible, but nothing is impossible. I hope you give it a try. Bigger man than I could be. I, I would honestly, I yeah. don't ever want to say there's a justifier. But yeah, if someone did that. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it. Like, you can't carry that. Right, because you. what it's not going to be doing anyone good to it's, have that anger. It's basically like they're winning if right. you carry that. And that's what the people that forgive explained to me. They're like, they're winning, but like, I admire that family, the oh, Martinez yeah. family and yeah. Daniel. That's. Yeah. Oh, they only get, they get more, more admirable. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So aftermath of this. Um, so Wendy's family and friends, including her mom, Cora and her fiance, Daniel, they started this, Wendy Martinez Legacy Project. Oh. So the website is wendyslegacy.org. So W-E-N-D-Y-S-L-E-G-A-C-Y.org. We're going to – and we'll put that in the in the comments or the um, the description, that link. Yes. Um, so, it, like, as part of starting this and also raising money for Girls on the Run, uh, Daniel ran the 2019 Boston Marathon in Wendy's honor. So again, this is uh, what April of 2019, and yeah, she, so this is only she got killed in September of 2018. So Gosh. yeah, to like have that sort of react, I mean, 
what's the word I'm looking for? The, like the positive turnaround, repercussion, silver lining yeah. sort of thing. Instead of just getting angry, like you're turning this into something positive. It was just. Yeah, well, not amazing. to get too much in the weed. Well, this is half a running podcast. It's a running podcast, too. I'm kind of amazed. He had to have chopped off a fucking ton of time off of his marathon time just to qualify. Or well, it's a charity, so. Oh, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. I'm like, wait, he had to have dumped, like, two hours? No, okay, no. You okay. Can, you can run Boston with charity. I forgot but, about that. Okay, yeah. sorry. But because that was such a goal of hers. Like, he, I don't right. think he was, he was a super competitive runner like she was. But right. because it was, like, on her bucket list, she wanted to run Boston. That's what she was training to qualify oh, I think for. that's beautiful. That's why he was like, I need to run this for her and. Yeah, no, I get that. I'm sorry. I brain farted. And I was like, I thought he. Qu- I'm like, oh no, my no, it's god. Right, because there are like some hardcore runners. She'll be like, why did he get to run Boston? But I was like, his like, wife was murdered. Yeah, That's how he yeah, got yeah. in. You, you get, you get. To, to, oh, what a good guy. Yeah. So, so yeah. So then there, um, yeah. So as far as like the, I guess the what is what's the <laughs> what I'm looking for the mission statement yeah. or whatever of the foundation the project. Uh, says we're ready to dedicate 100% of our time and efforts to fulfill Wendy's dreams. She came to the city to give back to the city, to give back to the country, and that's something that all of us are committed to do. So created in honor of Wendy Martinez, the Wendy Martinez Legacy Project works to empower women by driving positive change across three priority areas of of action. Women in technology, women's entrepreneurship, and community strengthening with focus on running. So they uh, provide grants to support projects and encourage women's empowerment. Um, and actually, May of this year, 2022, fiscal note where she was working, um, announced the Wendy K. Martinez Memorial, Memorial Coding Scholarship for qualifying uh, Washington, D.C. residents in high school to per- in pursuit of a STEM, uh, which is science, technology, engineering, mathematics, coding, camp, education, experience. She was smart as fuck, dude. Yeah. And so, like, they just wanted, they're, I mean, they're basically doing this whole yeah, her legacy project to Why? give back. Well, can I just say something about as far as, like, the running community? Because sometimes people will be like, they'll come up to me or whatever. I guess now everything's online. But who do I see IRL except for you? Um, and they'll be like, oh, I'm a runner, but I'm slow. Or so, like, for, that's what I want to say. Like, you can have the most impact. I mean, you don't have to um, tragically be murdered. Right. It doesn't matter what the fuck your time is or your pace is. It's just, like, if you are invested in the community, and I kind of, like, do love that about the running community, is a lot of us, because we're wired differently, we get each other, and it's, like, you have such an opportunity to help others. Unfortunately, it happened in this regard. But I, what I was saying is, like, some of the people that make the biggest impact on the sport in general are not the Olympians, are not right. the, You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just... Oh, I mean, it breaks my heart. She's dead. And but. she was... Yeah, and the thing is, like, she was already making an impact, like, while she was right. alive. And then, yeah, it wasn't her... Obviously, her choice to die. But out of that, it became so much something so much bigger. And how many people are going to be fucking impacted for the right. better? right. Oh, my God. Kudos to that family. Yeah. And that business she was working for. Yeah, for sure. Um... Yeah, just like one one last thing I wanted to Please. end on. Uh, she, so they brought up in 2005 when you know it's obviously when she's still alive. Uh, she was interviewed by her hometown's local paper, the Palm Beach Post, and she said the reporter she wanted to, to be remembered in life for three things: for her Christian faith, for being a woman who helped others, and for being a contributor to strengthen the relationship among the Latin American oh countries. God. So, that oh was my her. God! And she check 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 check. That breaks my heart. Yeah. Okay, not to tangent crazily and not to put you on the spot. I'll answer mine first. But that makes me think, like, say you were to die tomorrow. Hopefully not. Like, 
What would you? What would? Do you have an idea of like what you would want to be remembered by? Oh man! I mean, after reading this, I feel like I need to. Do yo yo no I, I no one can. She's literally like an angel. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does. And I'm like, damn, I need to get my shit together. But I think like, I don't know. It's interesting because I really just back to both our both yeah. of our backgrounds. Very high achieving, obsessed. Like there's a point in my life where I'm like, you have to be the best or you're absolutely nothing. Like there's no gray area. And I think like what age has kind of taught me is like what's more important than literally any kind of outside accolade is like, I just want to, this is to be so fucking corny. (laughs) I want to be known as a good sister. Like literally like my, I don't even care. He does count as my son. I want to be a good mother to my dog. And I hope that I am able to make people laugh and if they have any mental illness or quirks, not to have a stigma. But it's like, if you would talk to me two decades ago, I'd be like, if I'm not a gold medalist, I'm a piece of trash, nothing. Like, I think like, I don't know. It's interesting how my mind has shifted as far as like priorities. And I'm just curious. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah. And I mean, a lot of that came from not necessarily my own choices and things coming from being injured and yeah. kind of being forced to stop for a while, stop the running and all that. Um, yeah. So I got the same. Yeah. I just want to be, you know, there's things you can't really take with you when you, when you die. So I, I guess I want to be more remembered for things, how I affected other people or how I made other people feel. Mm-hmm. Um, that sort of thing versus, I mean, I, I, I yeah. didn't, was never successful at running. Shut the fuck up. You're faster than me now. Let's <laughs> so not say much. No, but I'm saying that we had the, that's what I yeah. loved about you is in particular. is like, we had the same mindset in high school, which is not yeah. necessarily help. Trying help. to like yeah. find um, recognition or acceptance through these, yeah, these like. External sources External aren't going to. External sources, yeah. Yeah. For sure. And, like, at the end of the day, like, nobody really, you know, the, I've met a lot of people, great people through running, like, I still love running, right? But, like, at the end of the day, like, nobody really cares about your times or PRs. Like, right. they care about, like, you working towards your goal or, yeah. you know, what are you, you know, enjoying your running or who are you running with or, yeah, you're, you know, you're friends with people you run with and that's really kind of what I finally realized. Like, okay, this is, this is why. I'm still running. <laughs> a million percent. It's the people and the connections and sure. and that endorphin boost. I am addicted to that drug. I won't lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so, yeah, thanks wow. for listening to our first ever podcast of Running Through Hell. Um, we do have a YouTube. Yes, so we'll do we- housekeeping here. So, first of all, this is the first of many episodes. So, please, it would be amazing if you hit that subscribe button. We are on whatever platform Apple, Spotify. I know there's a ton of them. Uh, I, I hate to do this because I hate promoting. Uh, that comes back to self esteem. So, I'm working on that. I will ask you, it really would mean a lot if you gave this star a five star rating. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I mean, you can give us whatever star, but five would be amazing. Give us A rating. A rating, please. Preferably a five. And if you leave a comment, a review, like you actually typed in some fucking letters, I love you specifically. I don't even know who you are. I don't need to know anything about you. That would be amazing because it really does boost our ratings. And I hate to say it. And our self-esteem. You could be our life vest (laughs) for self-esteem. Um no, we don't need that. No. no. <laughs> we'll, we'll boost each other if you won't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yes, yeah, so the ratings would be great for Apple. We are on all streaming platforms. And if you want the video, it's on YouTube, baby. We'll leave the link in the comments. 
Where else are we on Instagram? Yeah, baby? we have we have an Instagram, uh, Running Through Hell Podcast is the Instagram. So just look that up, and we have an email, Running Through Hell Podcast at gmail com. So. So if you have something to say, if or, some or any interesting stories, it doesn't have to be a crime. Just interesting shit you found on a run, whether you found a body or found some other criminal activity happening. We want to hear about we it. We want it all. We want <laughs> we it do. all. We do. Because, yeah, a lot of because we're out. Runners are out there so many for so many hours and stuff. And I remember. Um, sorry, we'll we see be some shit. content for the future. <laughs> yeah. um, we we see what fucking wild shit. Until then, keep running. Please be safe. And if you're running through hell, keep keep running. running.